You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Hey, jam up on the home corner. 400 left to go. 27-9 the split. Catch a wave. The four-year-old first into the lane. Trying hard in second spot down the outside with a good burst as Honolua Bay and getting out a spirit of St. Louis. Captain ravishing the deepest. It's catch a wave the leader. Here come the chasers. Spirit of St. Louis and also Honolua Bay but packing plenty of power. It's catch a wave. The four-year-old 75 to go and it's going to win it. It's catch a wave catch a wave it's a wipeout for favorite backers has beaten either spirit of st louis or on the outside on Alua bay and they were lined up for first four players yeah fred hastings broadcast of the miracle mile on saturday night one thing uh, watching that replay i wonder if they had their time over again chris barsby on spirit of st louis so they would have held up from the inside yeah no doubt about that steve uh, that's one of the the great um unknowns uh, how they would have done things differently i'm sure they would have but you know, can't do much about it now. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Just a few stats to come out of the Miracle Mile. That was Kate Gatt's first drive in the Miracle Mile. She now becomes the second female driver to win the race at Menangle, joining Natalie Rasmus. And only four female drivers have won the Miracle Mile. So Kate Gath, Natalie Rasmus, and Jodie Quinlan and Kelly Kersley. Jodie Quinlan and Kelly Kersley winning their Miracle Miles at Harold Park. Andy Gath, the trainer of Catch a Wave, that's his second Miracle Mile starter. His first was Hart's Legend, who ran fifth back in 2002, chasing home double identity at Harold Park. It's the ninth consecutive time the winner has gone sub-50, which comes as no surprise now that we're racing at Menangle on the 1,400-metre track. It's the fifth fastest Miracle Mile uh, of all time. Uh, Myfield Marshall, 46.9, which is the Australasian record. Have Faith in Me, 47.5. Spankham, 47.7. King of Swing, 148. And now uh, Catch a Wave, 148.8. Catch a Wave joins Holmes DG, Smooth Satin, Have Faith in Me to win a Miracle Mile Chariots of Fire in the same calendar year. And this is the race that is the recipe for success, Steve, for the Miracle Mile. It's the seventh straight year the Chariots of Fire winner has either won or finished top three. That's a compelling stat. So when you're doing the form next year for the Miracle Mile, I think you've got to elevate the Chariots of Fire winner right to the top of the list. Uh, Catch a Wave becomes the first Australian bred winner of the Miracle Mile since Lenny the Shark back in 2017. The mayor, the, the dam of Catch a Wave, Copper Good One, has only had one foal since Catch a Wave. That's a filly by American Ideal who's unraised, unnamed. She's with Andy Gav, but she just can't pace properly. But she's had three foals to race, Copper Good One. They're all winners, and they're all winners of $100,000 or more. And Catch a Wave becomes the first Victorian-trained winner since Lenny the Shark back in 2017. He's the sixth Victorian-trained winner of the Miracle Mile since the year 2000. So Catch a Wave, Lenny the Shark, and Lance Justice's duo of champions, Smoking Up, who won twice, Sokiola twice. Catch a Wave now surpasses Andy Gatt's previous best horse, Caribbean Blaster, with prize money. Catch a Wave now has $1,123,120, where Caribbean Blaster had $1,113,677 in the bank. He's the 73rd richest pacer of all time in Australian harness racing as it stands right now, Catch a Wave. But 
the most compelling stat, Steve, is that uh, recipe for success with the, uh, the Chariots of Fire. Seventh straight year that the Chariots winner has either won or run top three. Mm. Yeah, interesting stats indeed. So catch a wave, a 5.50 chance. Spirit of St. Louis obviously flying behind the leader there. Got out $6. And I thought Honolulu Bay, would it be the runner? Well, certainly outstanding, Chris, sitting off and trying to come wide on that track when they're running time is difficult. And he sat one by two, but ran on really well. Yeah, he, he was enormous. And Queensland might be the big winner of that with Honolulu Bay because uh, it looks like he's going to have a little bit of a, a freshen up and be set for the, uh, the features during our winter carnival. So... Races like the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks of Fake are key target races for him. It's unlikely that he'll either go to New Zealand for their slot race or, or Perth for their slot race. There's talk that Bondi lockdown could be headed to New Zealand. There's a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, well, some dealings taking place. Whether all parties are, are satisfied, time will certainly tell. But uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see which way they go. The Kiwis certainly have returned home. I know most of them, well, in fact, all of them have gone home. So all of the Stonewall stud horses, Crandall Geddes horses, Republican parties, one that we won't see in Queensland during our carnival. I think it just became a little bit too much, too soon, too, uh, too much too soon for Republican Party. So it looks like he's going to bypass all the features back home and he's just crying out for the paddock. So he'll probably have a really good spell. I think they're hoping that Crew can sort of force his way into that slot race. And as we know, uh, copy that and Akuta stepped out across the weekend in a workout at Pukekohe. Akuta was able to hold copy that in that workout. They were the only two, and uh, they got home in good sectionals. So uh, they're likely to start this week, as long as that race gets off the ground. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see which way a few of these good horses go. We can't leave without talking about the second favourite, 350, second last. Yeah, I think he, he, he needs... He just space, needs a spell, so he doesn't like, he? Decent yeah, spell, yeah, long he, spell. He needs the paddock. So yeah. give him a break now. Getting back. I think we'll see a vastly different horse for the Eureka. And, uh, you know, as we keep saying, this is going to be the race of the year. When you've got Catcher Wave, who now goes to the paddock, he's deliberately being aimed at that race. Uh, Leap to Fame's going to trial next week, and then he's building towards the Eureka. How far Hopefully is it, Chris? Rev- the trial next week? No, the Eureka. Uh, 2,300. Mm. Catcher Wave? So- yeah, no issue there. No? He's not okay. just all speed. So, all right. you know, all depends on how the race sets up, but mm. no issue there running out, you know, that sort of distance. Um, and, and it's the same with Captain Ravishing as well. So that is going to be the race of the year as it stands right now. And Leap to Fame trials, we've been waiting for it. We knew it was only days yeah. away next week. Yeah, next Tuesday. So yep. uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing him step out. That'll be a mile trial here at Albion Park. So... Um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of opposition he's got. But, um, you know, he'll just go out, have a, a little bit of a, a loosener first up, I'm sure. Might be the first of a couple of trials, but uh, it'll just be good to see him back in action next week. Mm, I'm glad you got Darren McCall coming on because I wanted to ask Darren, he's got a really flashy little pacer there. That, um, I put a photo up uh, some weeks ago, skewball pace. We don't see a lot of them around. Chris, you see them every now and then. You've called a few in your time, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Darren's with us. How are you, Darren? Yeah, good, thanks. What's the latest for that little skewball horse you've got? Uh, I think he probably just didn't handle the, the track at Marburg the other day. It was a, a little bit much for him being drawn the rail, but he is actually back in uh, at Redcliffe on Thursday. Okay. Is he, is he showing some ability at this stage? Darren, can you tell me the story about getting him? Uh, it's a long story, but... Uh, okay. Long story short was... Um, you know, people in Ireland owned him and um, they were in contact with a, another trainer here and they 
you know, they brought him over. Um, it kind of didn't work out. He, he had a few lameness issues uh, when we got him. Had uh, two two by ten, and so we put a lot of work in him to get him to to racing. Um, he, he actually qualified all right uh, before Christmas time, before we went away. Um, you know, good enough to, to be able to win some races. You know, he's, I don't think he's any star, yeah. but uh, he's definitely pretty. That's for sure. Yeah, the beach is on fire. The horse. Yes, that's yeah, it. Lovely. Chris. Okay. Uh, Darren, how was the trip away? Uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's good to get away and not have to work. But uh, I'm afraid reality comes back here and you have to actually get on and earn a living again. Did you take in some rac- uh, racing action when you were over there? Uh, yes, as usual. Yeah, as usual, we, we, we uh, went to the track um, in Denmark uh, at Sutherland in uh, Copenhagen. So uh, we went down there. We, we actually have a trotter there in training um, that we had a part of that, that's actually quite promising. So we went in there and trained him and we went to the track a few nights and race. So what are the likely uh, or the chances of uh, bringing a European trotter down under at some point? Um, I think it's a possibility. Um, the one we've got actually looks like he's, uh, he's definitely well above average. And he went in Sweden the other night, uh, Sat Park, and it's winter time, went 55, and went by about 10 lengths. Um, he's a stallion and all, he's a love you. One day down the the track probably not this year, but probably next year. He probably be good coming race and maybe even stay here. Okay, well that's 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 exciting. So, and, and just your thoughts on on the way that we've uh, increased the uh, the trotting features coming up this year and beyond. Uh, that's a good thing for the sport overall, isn't it? Oh, it's a it's a big thing for the sport here. It's, it really is. Um, you know, I spent uh, just the other night at the sales in Sydney, and everyone was talking about how good the carnival going to be, all these extra races, the truck races, the bigger prize money. So, it's, yeah, you got everyone talking about it. So it's a great thing. Yeah. It's just going to be hard to find one. If, if you're scouting here in Brisbane right now, looking for a horse for those races that we've got programmed now, it's not easy, is it? No, uh, not really. You know, we, we're also probably going to have some Victorians come to those races as well. So, you know, it's not going to be easy at all. It's, it's going to be tough. Okay. Now, speaking of the sales in Sydney on Sunday, you secured one. Was that a Q-bred lot? It was the only Q-bred in the sale. So, um, oh. yeah, I was fortunate to get him for not a lot of money. And he's, he's a cracking type of colt. I was really impressed by him. Was he a Captain Crunch? Yeah, he's a Captain Crunch, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I didn't realise that there was any Q-reds in the sale when, every time I looked at the catalogue, but I got an email on it the day before from Stuart Valentine, who bred him, saying he's the only Q-red in the sale. And, um, yeah, I thought he might actually go for a lot more, but the money was actually kind of bit down the other day. I was a little, uh, a little disappointed. I thought there'd be more money for him, but it was good for a buyer. Yeah, it certainly looked like a buyer's market there on Sunday. Yeah, it definitely was, yeah. I thought um, with the people that were there and the amount of people and the promotion, I thought, you know, I'm probably flying down here for nothing, but um, we'll see how we go. All right. Will you be active this Sunday with the big Queensland sale? Yeah, we'll be back there again. Like, we bought two at the ABG sale on the Gold Coast, you know, one in Sydney, and we'll go back again this weekend and see if we can get another one or two, you know, to see how we go, see how the, the money is. All right. Well, let's focus on your runners today. You've got a few stepping out at Albion Park, a couple of very interesting runners as well. Jetlegs is first up. This is a trotter that's uh, exceptionally well-bred, and he's got ability. He's fresh up. That time, that might have been the, uh, the best thing for him when you took that little trip away. Oh, I think it is um, to have a break because he was, uh, you know, kind of a typical French horse, big, 
raw bone dugling type of horse who was immature. So the break-off has done him good. He's carrying a lot of weight now. Um, but he's, his only drawback is, is that he's a very inexperienced horse and I don't think he's kind of ready to be um, driven like I think he will be down the track. Like I think he's got a he's got a motor and he, he's trained well, but he just hasn't got the you know the actual ring craft yet to, to be able to just pull him and put him outside the leader and you know let him do his thing. I think he just needs to learn a little bit first. Okay, so whatever he does today, there's obviously more improvement to come. A lot more improvement to come by the sound of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's, let's say he's put on a ton of weight and um, his work's been really good. And um, I'd say you know. As he races and, and gets more mature, um, I'll be able to actually you know, drive him like how I, how I think he should be driven. Just needs to learn a little bit first. Okay. Race two today, one of the other uh, stable stars, the girl from Oz steps out. She's a high-quality mare. She looked really good in that trial last week. Yes, she was really good. Um, Pete said she was, she was travelling real easy uh, at you know, 28.1 quarter. Um, she's come back well, you know, she's an aged man now and you know, she's won feature races at two, three and four. So, um, you know, I'm expecting her to take a step up this year and, and be competitive against, you know, the better mares. Um, you know, I say it works well. Uh, it's a first run back. Um, she's usually pretty good first run back. Usually it don't worry. So, you know, I expect her to race good. Okay, long-term target. Uh, are we looking at races like the... Uh... Uh, the Fleur de Lille, the, the um, Golden Girl during the carnival in July? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I thought she was a bit stiff to not get in uh, one of the feature races here last year. You know, she, she raced really good in the week previous and she just missed the cut. But, yeah, they're the targets for her this year. Like I say, she's an older man now. Um, you know, she's lightly raced. We haven't, you know, driven her hard. And, you know, it's time for her now. I think she can just make that step up and she won't be far off. Okay. Small field today. There's there's seven going around in this race. Are you just hoping for a little bit of early tempo? Yeah, she, she's versatile. She can do anything. Like, I, I can push her off the gate. I can come with her outside the leader, or she can come from off on speed. So we'll just see how it is when, when the gate swings, because, um, like I say, you can drive her pretty much any way you need to. All right. Well, that's girl from Oz there. Let's go across the race. Six, Miss Fru-Fru. She did a super job last year in her first campaign. In fact, she's group one place at a most recent start in the Breeders' Blue final behind Savion. She's had two recent trials. Are you happy with the way she's come up this year as a three-year-old? Yeah, she's come back well. Um, she's kind of the same. She's carrying you know, a few extra kilos, but um, you know, she's a nice filly. Uh, work's been good, and both the trials were good. Like She needed the first one really bad. Uh, the second one, she ran home well. We were a long way out of it. We got trapped behind some, some horses that were struggling a little bit, just some young horses. And uh, I just let her finish nice and steady, and I was really happy with the way she, she came through that. Okay, ideal scenario today. You hold up from the inside, release Frankie Ferocious, and run top three. Yeah. Would that be the, uh, the perfect setup? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the perfect setup there. Just poke out there, let go to him, and, and you know, get some money. She's um, her. Next assignment will be um, Bathurst. She has to go down to the three-year-old village. So, you know, bringing her back now. We didn't want to rush her back because she raced so late um, in Sydney and the Oaks in Sydney was too early. So we said, well, just get her back steady and, and have her ready, hopefully, for Bathurst and then bring her back to Queensland for a little while and chase some of the money. That's, a, that's only weeks away, though, isn't it, Bathurst? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, mm. not far away at all, actually. 
Right. Well, hopefully she returns yep. in uh, in good order today, Miss Fruper. And in the last race, loving Miss Dixie, second up, draws well. This looks a suitable race for her. Yeah, she's you know, uh, she's been disappointing since she's come here. Um, you know, realistically, I've always said she's a better horse than girl for miles, so I've never been able to get it out of her because she, she struggles from time up. Um, but when she's right, she's very fast. Like she's she's got a lot of speed, but she's often her own worst enemy. She you know get the pulling pretty hard, and that. But you know, she's drawn good today. Um, that race is not without you know a, a chance for sure. She's trained good, and, and I'm, I'm very happy with her. All right. Well, you're back in the other. The swing of things today, four runners. Which of the four is your best chance, in your opinion, today? Oh, Kelvin Moss, because she's the most seasoned of them all. And, you know, they say she's just ready to go. No matter what you do with Kelvin Moss, you know, Cat's on the leader in front, off the back of them. You know, she's just a, she's just a good racehorse. All right, we'll take the tip. Hey, really appreciate the time. Best of luck today. We'll see you at trackside. Yes, mate. Thank you. There's Darren McCall joining us. So he's got the four runners, and he's nominated Girl from Oz in race two as his best hope today. Gemma Hewitt's about to join us now because she's got a fascinating runner stepping out in race seven, Amami. This guy is blessed with uh, very good ability. He's got a uh, an unbelievable pedigree and he's got the uh, the looks to match. Gemma's online with us now. Gemma, appreciate the time. Good morning. Thanks, Chris. Hey, congratulations first up with this guy when he was able to win here a few weeks ago. First up since April, so a long time between drinks or between starts for this guy, but... To produce him to score in in fast time, fifty three nine, it was PB uh, stuff there for Amami. That must have been a a great and and satisfying victory in many ways. Yeah, I think satisfying definitely the word, Chris, and probably pretty proud as well. It's um, yeah, obviously he's been off the scene for ten months and he had a, a tendon injury, and you know often it's hard to bring him back from that, but to to bring him back and to have him a first up winner was yeah, it was really really satisfying. It was such definitely. a close finish. Did you think he'd won? <laughs> um, yeah, I was probably sitting a bit quiet, but um, yeah, I knew I'd got there, but I yeah, I wish it wasn't as close as it was. As, it was. as I said, PB time, 53.9, the half that day, 57.5, 29.1. Was he all out at the line? Um, he was probably getting a little bit tired, Chris, but like we were a five wide on that bend and to get home still and win it, like I was pretty happy with him and where he was at. I knew he was always going to need the run, you know, you can only prepare him so much, but race fitness is the key. So, um, he probably didn't have a lot left, but the time and, and the way he done it, I, I was happy with him. Okay. So he hasn't started since that victory. That was about three weeks ago. Was it a combination of a few things? Set the record straight here. You just wanted to give him a bit of an easy time, given that, you know, that he was first up in such a long time and they've gone fast time, or the fact that Reckliff were in play and you just wanted to keep him here at Albion Park? Yeah, definitely a combination of both. Um, I will space out his runs as he goes. You know, he's just, I've really just got to look after him. And um, the owners are very patient. We know he's a nice horse. So, you know, the key is just to keep looking after the horse now and after the leg and make sure everything's good. But, I, I didn't want to take him to Redcliffe in between runs anyway, so it's sort of suited to have a couple easy weeks after that run. Okay. How's he trained on since that run? Yeah, really well. Really, really happy with his work last Saturday, and then he did a little bit more yesterday, and, um, yeah, I'm really happy with where he's at. All right. Do you expect him to, to win again today? Uh, I, I'd like to hope he can, Chris. You know, obviously things that don't always go to plan, but there's a couple of scratchings in the race, and... Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that he's good enough to win again today, yeah. 
Okay, you've got that scratching to your inside. That's really important, isn't it? Because you're sort of automatically in the moving line now, so you don't really have to taxi early to find that spot. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, if we can cross the one, that would be ideal. But if um, if that's not going to happen, then, yeah, you know, we're in the running line and I'm not going to be too concerned. I don't think we'll end up too far back. Okay, well, that short-term target is today. Long-term, what are we looking at with Amami? Well, I guess we just got to, you know, as I said, he's a touch-and-go project and just see how he goes. But, you know, the time that he come back in last week, I, I was really wrapped in that. But if he can keep, you know, maybe improving a little bit and, and um, stepping things up and staying sound, then I'd like to see what races are for him over the carnival, you know. Like, you know, it might be sound like a long shot now, but races like the Queensland Sun, you know, if he can run those sort of times already, I don't think they're going to be out of his reach in another couple of months' time. Well, you've won that race before, so you're probably in the best position to ask. How does he compare to a horse like Cashed Up? Yeah, as I said, it is a little bit hard to compare. He missed nearly all of his three-year-old year, and he's had one start back as a four-year-old. So it is hard, but judging off his first first up win, you know, I, I think he's a pretty nice horse. Well, at the moment, whether he has the long-term talent of Cashed Up, I don't know. He was he was just a really honest, genuine horse. I think Amami's a really fast horse. Um, yeah, they're totally different. And as I said, it's just really hard to get a gauge on where this boy's at at the moment and how far he's really going to go. But um, I, I like him. I think he's a really nice, fast horse, and I've always liked him since he was a two-year-old. One thing's for certain, once his racing days are over, I don't think it's going to be difficult to find a home for him because he, he looks like he's a show horse in the making. <laughs> yeah, I think even the swab lady said a couple of weeks ago he's way too pretty to be a racehorse. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was half the reason he was purchased. As you know, Julie Loder loves the, loves the pretty ones with a bit of bling. So um, we all loved his breeding and then she loved the look of him. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty easy decision to buy him from the sale. Okay, well, that's race seven today. Amami, what about Cash Ass Back? Will today be his day in race three? <laughs> oh, I'd like to hope so. It's been a long time between wins for old Cash, but um, you know, he's since dropping back into the veterans now, he's really consistent and he's still picking up money week to week. So, um, obviously, despondent's probably going to be hard to beat again today. But you know, I don't think we'll be too far away. Right. Were you in Sydney across the weekend? Yes, I was. Yes. Were you at the sales? Yes, I was. Any joy? Uh, no, probably. Um, no, I waited all day for Mommy's brother, to be honest, and, uh, yeah, ended up crashing out on that one. So didn't quite get him and, yeah, waited till lot 2.06 for him. So, But I wasn't too worried. I got a nice filly from the Brisbane sales and there's another sale here next weekend. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye out there as well. Okay, so you're keeping your powder dry uh, for Sunday uh, down at the Gold Coast again? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be down there and hopefully get a Q-bred horse anyway. So it would have been nice to get a mommy's brother, but things didn't quite work out. So, um, but yeah, we'll be looking again this weekend. What did the brother sell yeah. for, Gemma? Uh, 67 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Just a bit beyond the budget? Yeah, probably was, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think he was overpriced at that okay. either. Yeah. All right. Really appreciate the time, Gemma. Best of luck today. We'll see you trackside. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Gemma Hewitt joining us, Steve. So, Amami in race seven. That's the one we've got to be watching out for. He looks a pretty sharp type. Mm, Ricky Olshin is our next guest. Mobile rolling. Thanks to Guards. Well, Ricky's the man. There's no doubt about it. He's now got the title of King of the Kids because 
Year in, year out, he keeps producing the good quality young stock. We saw him recently win the pink bonnet with Lux Turner, and there he was again on Saturday night, Miracle Mile Night, taking the boys' feature, the Sapling Stakes with Soho Spectra. Ricky, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning, Chris. Thank you. You can get a young horse to go. They've got to have the ability first, Chris. <laughs> you can't well, put that ability into them. <laughs> Those two horses in particular, uh, the Philly Luxa Turner and, and this Colt, uh, they look pretty special types. Yeah, look, they, um, they, they're they really nice horses. Um, they're very well-bred, um, you know, and so often you do see the cream rise to the top and not only are they well-bred, but they're good-mannered horses and that that's really what makes babies. I mean, babies can make you look good, Um and we, we're probably fortunate enough that the last couple of years we have had a few nice ones, but I don't think it's, um, you know, I don't think it's me, it's the horses. Well, let's start with the filly, Luxa Turner. Pink bonnet last time out, went good time, beautifully bred. So she's a full sister to Captain Crusader. So she's Queensland owned by the Laspina family? Yes, that's right. Yep. So they, um, they breed those horses in partnership with Brooklyn Lodge um, and then sort of... You know, they pick and choose which ones they'd like to keep or buy back. And, you know, they all go through the ring. And, yeah, that, that's their deal with them. Okay. And the cold on Saturday night, Soho Spectre. Is he a half to Soho Rhapsody, the filly that you campaigned in the Oaks features here last year? Yes, that, that's correct. And I also trained their mother, Delightful uh, Jade, um, at the back end of her career. And she was a beautiful man. Okay. So how does this guy line up compared to the sister and, you know, comparing it to mum? Um, well, I never had the mum early, but she won. Uh, her record was, uh, her overall record was unbelievable, I think. I know she won 22 races from, I don't think she had 40 starts. Uh, I'd have to double check on that. I could be wrong. But um, Soho Rhapsody was always a nice little filly that never sort of, you know, had to do more than she had to at home. But at the races, she sort of stepped up. But this horse has always um, showed us something. Um, the other night, you know, I'd, I'd always had him pretty blocked up and never had removable earplugs or anything in them. And uh, he, he gave me a different feel the other night, actually, Chris. He gave me quite a nice feel. Okay. Well, the time backs it up to 52.8 for a two-year-old. Yeah. And uh, probably, you know, people can get carried away in times. And don't get me wrong, it is very quick. But, you know, the way he'd done it, I was probably more impressed about. Like, he, um, his last 100 was his best. And, Oh, I think that was the most impressive part of the, the, the run. Mm. Rick, I noticed even in his debut when at Newcastle again Saturday night, the horse had to do work early and still win. Yeah, and, that, you know, these feature baby races, that's the, that's a big plus is if they can begin well and, and do it, um, you know, without doing things wrong and get yourself into a position. I, you know, that, that, that wins a lot of races. Um, and... Both these horses, like Saturna and him, have good gait speed and they're good gaited. Like they don't, for two-year-olds, they don't wear knee boots. Um, no head checks, both of them. Uh, and, you know, that, that that's, makes my job easy. Was it the way. plan, though, to keep pushing to the lead the other night? Uh, I was pretty confident. Mm. He, he, um, he's got gait speed, so, yeah, it was my plan to use it. Yeah. So 54 full closing half, and he ran right through the line, didn't he? Yeah, he did, Chris. And as I said, that, that's what, to me, that's what impressed me the most. Like I say, I always liked the horse. But last Saturday night when I did pull the earplugs and the way he ran through that line, 
he, he did give me a, a feel that, um, you know, I would say only my best babies have ever given me. Okay. So just around the corner, only weeks away now, the, the Bathurst Carnival. Does Luxa Turner and Soho Spectre head that way? Yeah, both, both those two will head there. It's a nice one-two combo you got going there. Yeah, it is. But, I mean... Um, you know, it's not going to get handed to us on a platter and it's still only early stages and there's going to be more horses, you know, appear from, from nowhere, so to speak. Um, there always is every year. It's never just a, a one-horse race. So we're definitely not getting too ahead of ourselves, but at the same time, I am pretty excited to be heading to Bathurst with these two horses. Okay, I just noticed the other night you took a really concerted look over your shoulder there, right shoulder. What, what horse were you looking? Was there one particular horse you were looking for there coming to the into the yeah. home straight there? Nathan Jack's horse in particular, there was quite, um, you know, the talk around the barn prior to the race was, you know, they were pretty confident as well. So that's one thing with these baby races. You don't really know how the form's sacking up because, you know, they can look good against, you know, probably not superior horses or you, you just don't know and everyone seems to like their horses. So, and you've got to respect a trainer like Nathan Jack. They, they have well-bred horses and they get the results as well. So, I was looking for him to make... I knew the one on my back was was struggling a bit. Um, and I was just making sure I kicked at the right time when he got off the fence. And that, that's what I was looking mm. for. But how did you know the horse was struggling a bit behind? Because it, w it wasn't holding my back. Ah, OK. Mm. So just on Bathurst then uh, with Soho Spectre, you won the Bathurst Gold Crown last year with Tardilly. So can you sort of compare the two at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people ask me to compare horses. I don't like doing it. Um, mm -hmm. Tardelli wasn't just a natural horse. He, he took a long time to actually find his feet. And for me to, to say this is a quality colt um, wasn't until probably, you know, after his first couple of educations where the penny started to drop with him. Whereas this colt here um, has always gave me a really good feel. Um, you know, they're, they're both really, really nice horses. Um, and... You know, probably at the same stage, you know, um, Tardelli got beat in the sapling because of greenness. Uh, he hit the front and sort of pulled up a bit, whereas, you know, this horse ran through the line like a professional. And leading into a race like Bathurst, I'd probably prefer to be going into it off a run like um, Soho Spectra than off a, you know, a, a bit of a disappointing third, which was Tardelli last year. But he, he managed to bounce back and got the job done. So hopefully um, Soho Spectra can can do the same. Well, that's probably uh, another pleasing aspect with that win on Saturday night for you because that was the only defeat Tardelli suffered last year and uh, you're able to, to get that win in the sampling stakes with Soho Spectra. So hopefully Soho Spectra can go on and do what uh, Tardelli ended up doing. Is there an update on Tardelli? Yeah, look, he's about six weeks away from the trials. I couldn't be happier with him. Um, you know, there was nothing major going on with that horse at all. He just needed a bit extra time. He had some bone bruising. Um, and the vets just suggested the, the longer the better. So we, we just elected to miss um, the New South Wales Derby and Bathurst and head to the Winter Carnival with him. But he looks a million dollars. He's, he's the soundest he's ever been, and I'm really looking forward to having him back because, you know, he, he is the real deal. Has he thickened up? Yeah, heaps. He, he, he looks like a bloody little stallion, actually, and... He is a cult, but he's got the, the nicest attitude and he's such a pleasure to have around. And Yeah, I'm really looking forward to having him back.
Okay, good to hear. One other question I wanted to ask, uh, being that the, the king of the kids right now, and I don't say that lightly either, Again, you, your record is just stunning. I know you've said that they've got to have the ability, but just on that, it's yearling sales time at the moment. Is there stallions out there that you really like working with? Like this Colts and Art Major, Tardelli's a Huntsville, the Philly Luxaturners a Captain Treacherous, the breed's getting better. Um, is there some stallions out there that you just want to work with all the time? Um, look, I I think the you know our major's done such a terrific overall job um, year in year out, and he, he continues to get good horses, Chris, and he will continue to get good horses because he's a superstar stallion. But as across the board, the, the Sun Beach Somewhere line and the Mattery line, um, I don't know, they they seem to put this this speed into our young horses that um, you know has probably changed the modern era of racing um, and they continue to, to get results. Like you had your, um, obviously, Mac Tree and Sun Beach somewhere themselves and their Captain Treacherous, a horse like Sunshine Beach even done a good job. Then you had Huntsville. Um, now you've got a new stallion who, who I've sort of got my eggs in his basket a little bit, Stay Hungry, um, a superbly bred stallion on his damn side um, and also by Sun Beach somewhere. Um, uh, the, the, the line seems to be working, this beach line in Australia, and I think it's hard to to steer away from it because year in, year out, um, your, your bigger trainers like your Clayton and Emmas, um, they, they, they chase, you know, your beach horses, your captain horses, um, you know, your Huntsville's now, as I said, and, you know, obviously Stay Hungry's a new kid on the block, and he, he is the leading two-year-old um, stallion in America this year so you know that that line is working and it's very hard to stay away from it yeah fascinating stuff hey really uh really well done again on saturday night claiming the sapling stakes best of luck with bathurst just around the corner can't wait to see you up here during the carnival can't wait to get up there chris and um yeah we'll have a nice little team heading that way again hopefully